Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I'm your host, Anthony, and welcome back, welcome back. It's been a lovely, lovely week. I uh, started, started a new job at work, and life kind of getting resituated, reorganized. I was uh, started going in earlier now. I'm getting out of work earlier, which is good, um, but no, it's the work days a little bit busier. Uh, previous job, it was busy, but I had kind of had time in between my day. This day's pretty much nonstop, go, 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 but I like it. You know, that's fun, uh, but you know what I get to do at the end of a week of a very tough day of working? You know, I get to podcast, and uh, we're recording on Sunday. Usually, I try to get it done by at least Saturday. <clears throat> it's just been busy, and I felt like, you know, I just wanted to freaking uh, have a have a day off or two, and I'm going to remind myself, never get a day off, never get a day off, never stop, always keep going. Do it a little relax, but you know. But yeah, it's been a hell of a week. Uh, musically, I have some cool stuff to kind of share. I got something I want to share with you guys just for a second. But apart from that, you know, apart, apart from musically and my personal life, uh, I'm a huge nerd. If you don't know that about me, you can find more about that on my other podcast that I'm with, uh, Chris on, Hardly Awesome. Where we pretty much nerd out and geek out. And that's kind of how we, kind of actually how we started the network. Before we did a podcast called Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. Um and it was fun. It was awesome. But each week it was us nerding out, geeking out, watching movies, reading comic books. And that's what I really am at heart. You know, I love music and all that. That's one side of me. The other side is all comic books and, you know, all that fun stuff. And this week, uh, Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Endgame came out. And Jesus Christ, guys, like that was one hell of a movie. It's very intense. If you haven't seen it yet, I advise you go check it. Uh, go check it out. And just, wow. Just, just, it's a great movie don't want to talk any more about it just want to let you know it's a great movie so go see it moving on since that you know that was part of the why this you know this week was really busy uh we went out to see it on thursday night at i think the movie started at nine so we got i got home and finally in bed by like one o'clock and it just kind of offset my friday and saturday a little bit but you know apart from that happening this weekend this week which was awesome a band that i found at warp tour uh, released, they're actually coming through to the Buffalo area on tour with, I think, Newfound Glory? Don't have that one offhand, but they're coming through to the Buffalo area, and I'm assuming it's going to be in support of their new album that they are going to be releasing. It looks like the album is going to be called Love is Dead and We Killed Her, and it's going to be off of Hopeless Records by the band Doll Skin. It's two words, D-O-L-L, Skin, S-K-I-N. And to kick off this album, they dropped a single called Mark My Words. I'm going to share with you right now. I was born into this. Won't hesitate to use my fist. Break the cuffs around my wrist again. was Dalskin's new single wolf part of it I mean I can't share the whole thing so I try to share you a little clip that I could and there you go you got it uh, me and Chris actually got to see them originally when they were at Warp Tour this year uh, and saw a lot of bands one thing was cool is that you know we saw this we were walking by actually I don't know what song they were playing but we were walking by I think I've talked about the before and both me and Chris both saw them and I, I think maybe it was him maybe I don't know who was like hey let's see watch these guys or you know girls they're killing it right now on stage 
and they were heavier, creamy, you know, kind of cured. And then I was like, wow, they're really good. I, I like that. I may want to get their album if I can find it. And then the moment where I'm like, these guys are killing it, and they just kind of won me over for the day, is where they did a cover of a whole lot of loving. Jesus. Oh. They fucking killed that one. Really. It was just, uh, it's a great cover. It's a little ambitious, a little, uh, I don't know if ambitious is the right word. It's a little, uh, a little something else when someone, like when you hear the beginning of a Led Zeppelin song, especially like Warped Tour, and you're like, all right, like, you don't, don't do this one and fuck it up. And the minute you, it starts, you're just like, oh, they're, they're playing good, but like, don't fuck it up with this one. Like, the, like you, your set is good. Don't, don't, uh, contracts for the hatch. And no worries. They, they killed it. They did amazing with it. And I'm like, wow, they're awesome. I got to go get a picture with them and go get <laughs> one of their albums because they did announce by the t- end of their set that they had a table over there. So I had actually went over and me and Chris each had bought one of their albums. I'd bought their first album. It was uh, called In Your Face again. And he had picked up the uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I believe it in face again. Really cool album. It uh, came out in 2016. It looks like Manic Pixie Dream Girl came out in 2017. So... It looks like maybe they took a year off and started writing some more. And you know, I really like the hit that they came with. And I wanted to get tickets to go see them before they, uh, before it was announced they were coming here. When I saw they were coming, now I got to get tickets. But after hearing them, now it's like a no-brainer. Now I'm going to go in knowing that if they already have the album released, if its record is out yet, I'm going to have to get it. Because, I mean, I got one of them. Got to get the other one if I can. Well, I got to get the other two, but... I like this single, so I want the new one too. <laughs> and yeah, so they're coming in and that's going to be fun. But that's not what we're talking about today. That wasn't the episode. That was only like three minutes of like kind of bantering-ish. I don't know. Clock says six minutes, maybe long. I don't know. Anyway, that's not the main topic for today. The main topic is kind of, um, I want to say a, a stroll down memory lane. It's more of, I want to kind of talk about a band. Talk about an album that got me into the band. I don't want to break the album really down. It's just kind of like, hmm. I say this. I go through many phases of music, as I described. And right here, this is kind of how I got into my post-hardcore phase. I'll say, as I've said before, I was very big into punk, ska, classic rock, 80s hair metal. And back then, as I called it, screamo, I did not like. I was not a fan of it. I had an ex that had listened to a lot of Screamo, heard a lot of their music, a lot of the music, and just for whatever reason, I just, nothing got into it. I I had no urge to want to listen to it. I didn't find anything appealing in it, and I don't know why. I honestly can't think back and go, well, why didn't I like it? I really don't know why. But I can tell you at some point, something changed, and I was like, no, I I can get into this. It's kind of angrier. And I don't know if maybe I'd already gone through maybe a break. I don't know what had happened, but something changed. And I was kind of like, well, no, I can get into this. I like this. This is kind of fun. It's got this high energy pace, this um, really just excited, not not, not so much excited because Ska is more of that high energy excitement. But this was like this high energy, like, like when you go to a hardcore show and you just hear that, the double bass drum, and you just hear that music going, you just get ready to, you just want to run into a pit. You just want to run and throw yourself in. Or when the breakdown's about to come, it's slowing down, you're like waiting for it. You just get this like adrenaline rush, like, oh, you know it's coming, but it's just waiting and you're waiting for it. 
And there's a lot of things that were appealing to it that I just don't know how I didn't see before. But, you know, oh, well, I saw it now and I liked it. Um, I think one of the songs that got me to be okay with it, or I mean, guess one of the songs that got me to um, start to listen to it was uh, Silverstein's My Heroine off of, oh my God, for those who have a heart. No, that's a different album. Crap. The song that got me into it was, uh, that helped me get into it was Silverstein's My Heroine. And that was from an old band that I had been in with some friends and they played it. So I kind of heard the acoustic version. So I wasn't bad. And the screaming on the electric version didn't bother me exactly. But apart from that, I really didn't like anything was screaming or heavier. And I don't know. I'm assuming it was Jay, but I don't know when or how. At some point, I got to listen to A Day to Remember. And on A Day to Remember's album, there's one song that kind of just stuck out to me. And I don't know why or how. Maybe it was the beat. But it's actually the opening song. On this album, we're going to talk, I'm going to kind of talk about that got me into it. I would really say kind of, kind of helped me ease my way into the pit along with, you know, for today and some of the heavier bands that I heard. There are certain songs that kind of get me into it. This was, I say, one of the songs that made it okay. If this is what I'm going to listen to, if I like hardcore music or screamo music or music with screaming and breakdowns, at least it's this kind. I didn't, I mean, I don't mind listening to heavier, heavier stuff. No, real, like really, really heavy. But I prefer stuff with more of a day to remember, day to remember stylized. There's this song that opened up their album in 2009, Homesick. The song, The Downfall of Us All, is what got me to be into hardcore. Data remembers the downfall of us all, and that's how they kicked off their album from 2009. It was their second album on the Victory Records label. Uh, I'm not going in deep into the band's history at all right here. I'm just kind of letting you know, hey, 2009, second album on the record, uh, label Victory. I do remember back in high school when I was falling into kind of, I was kind of learning about uh, record labels and everything. Victory Records did have the hardcore bands I liked. Pretty sure Victory Records also had Streetlight Manifesto, which is a reason why I kind of also didn't like them. So... I got mixed feelings. I'll say not a good, you know, I'm not so, not so happy with their ska preferences, but their hardcore preferences. Well, not so happy with how they treat their hard, their ska bands, but you know what? They knew how to pick good bands for their hardcore label music, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, Victory Records, you know, they kind of, I don't know. They just had this style of music that they, or whoever picked their bands. I just, I, I like them. Whoever, they knew who to sign for me and I knew I looked forward to whoever they had coming out for them each year. And a day to remember just really sucked through. They're they're the one that really kind of made it say, you know what? I can get into this. I can. There is enough of this um, edgy hardcore punk angst, but yet they were still heavier. They have that. They used. I I think they tuned a drop C actually when I used to play their stuff. I used to go to drop D. Um, so I mean, they they definitely were heavier and deeper than you know punk or whatever. But they didn't, they weren't 
so intense, so heavy, so fast that you couldn't, that unless you listen to it, I feel like it's very hard to follow, you know, heavier music because there's so much that you're listening to and it's just, where the hell is it going? Data Remember just had a way to kind of break it up and it was like, ooh, this kind of pop punky-ish, um, correction, not really pop punky. Data Remember is more of that, uh, aggressive street punk skater-ish punk at times where it's just very fast but they have this ways to almost kind of blink 182 it i guess is the way that i could describe it where it's kind of like wait we're gonna take a break here we're not super in your face we're gonna take a moment step back play our music and then we'll jump back in with some screams and they did it really well i liked how they how um he does the one verse i think maybe it's only half a verse in screamings for this one but then on other songs you can hear in this album where he's screaming throughout more majority or parts of it and that's a great this was a fun album for me growing up because I remember driving and just blasting this growing up and it's just like when I hear certain songs, I just kind of flash back to like what it was like to be, I don't know, what was I, 16, 17, 18, 19, being in the pit still because I saw these guys live and it's kind of where we're going with this is that if you would have saw me before I was listening to Day to Remember and Silverstein and I, I can't, uh, we came as Romans and Bring Me the Horizon and uh, Drugs with uh, Craig Owens. Before then, you would never have thought I liked that. Never. You never would have been like, oh yeah, Anthony's going to be into heavy hardcore. None. I was not a fan of it. So the fact that I just fell into it was just great. And I, I attribute it to this band. Um, I'll say this. All it takes is one, Is all it takes is the right the right band to, to put a mute to turn you on to some type of music i'd say and data remember is just kind of what happened for me and i'm glad it did because holy hell i don't think i can't remember if i've ever seen them in concert locally i think the only time i ever actually got to see him play was at warp tour once or twice i wanted to see them locally when they came through last time it was supposed to be their farewell tour and i just couldn't get tickets to it and um, I was supposed to bring my sister to it and for whatever reason just plans didn't go the right way and I missed it and it really sucked I saw they were coming down back on tour but you know they're kind of a little farther out from where I want to drive to go see them if they ever come back through again definitely I'll have to hit them up then till then though uh, they were fun live when I saw them at Warped Tour they had a huge crowd I think the one time they were during the day I think because I think I was off to see someone else and I was supposed to meet Jay in the pit but then I had to leave I think that's what it was. Maybe I think I left him in the pit. I went to go get autographs from Maddie from For Today. And then while that was happening, I got a call from Jay because he had gotten hurt in the pit. I think that's how that went. I can't remember. That may, be a bit, it may have been a different story. But I remember there's some story that, that summer that when we got to see him midday. But then the next year, they freaking headlined it. And, or not headline, but they were like the final band. They were the one that we waited all year round. So like this, uh, this year at Warped Tour, when me and Chris were just like, all right, man, we're, we are ready to leave. Like, but my sister and her friend wanted, were like there to stay, um, to see like their favorite band. Like that was us back. And I think it was, I can't remember if it was 11th or 12th grade when it happened, but I remember, uh, waiting and throughout the whole day, me and Jay were like, yo, day to remember, we're going to meet up at the end. We're going to be the front row. Hell yeah. And what really sucked is because that there was, there's, I mean, when you go see a band at Warped Tour, they only have so many songs that they can play on set. I mean, if they're going to be closing the night, usually they could play a little bit more because, you know, they're ending it. They're kicking it off. I mean, not kicking off. They're like concluding the night. They're kind of giving you like, hey, here's everything. We're giving it to you. And 
you can always assume they're playing their new songs, but when there's certain band members and other bands and um, guest appearances at the same tour, you're just like, what could happen? And going to this Warped Tour, I remember the band, uh, the Devil Wars Prada was there. And the singer from the Devil Wars Prada also fe- was featured on one of the Day to Remember songs. And I remember wishing that, hey, I wish they would be playing closer together during the day because then we maybe we can get them to see them sing a song together. Wasn't going to happen because Devil Wars Prada started in the morning. They had done all their stuff and their booth, they were left. They're gone. So we weren't getting that. And I remember being front row looking for Jay who wasn't around and I'm looking to, I turn around behind me and it's just a sea of people. It's one of the biggest crowds I'd ever been in the front of. It was just absolutely unreal. And I was like, holy shit. And you expect them to kick it off with a date of you. I'm sorry. You expect them to kick it off with um, the downfall of us all. You know, that's like perfect way to freaking break it in. Like da, 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 da. Like you can get the whole crowd going for that. And get them all pumped up. But they didn't. Instead, they started off with a song called I Made of Wax, Larry. What are you made of? music video because I just listened to the song um, I can't remember if the whole music video is it but I know actually no correction it is the whole music video is just the band kind of getting together to go do like almost like a um, after work beer league uh, baseball game and they're playing against a bunch of little kids like little league but like you know all these grown men and they're playing like a game and there's a moment where I think it's a pitcher gets in a fight with the ump and the ump pulls off his mask and it's Mike Aronica and they start screaming back and forth on the music video. And it's like, yo, this is awesome. And I'll give you this one is that this song is is actually kind of what got me to listen to the Devil Wars Prada because of how that performance of, you know, that just kind of was like, yo, that was good how the words were back and forth and it was fun and it was catchy. And they each had these two different distinct styles of kind of screaming. One was kind of more gurgly. One was more of like this like growl and it just had a great contrast with each other really went well. And I really really dug it I really liked that and when they kicked off with that that show with it it was like fuck I mean like all right cool like if they were done now like I got to see the song I really wanted to like we're we're good is my that is my favorite one of my favorite if not my favorite song by him so I'm perfectly okay with it like sweet he's back we're good and I'm trying to get a hold of Jay because I'm like where the fuck are you you're missing this call him up he's side stage or he's, he's, he's behind, he's backstage. And how did he get backstage, you may ask? Well, Jay had subscribed to like uh, fan clubs where like you'd buy a t-shirt from them and they'd give you like a fan, like a fan club lanyard. 
kind of like almost like a backstage pass looking thing, but it's not a backstage pass. Distinctively, it's not. But if someone wasn't looking good enough or didn't double check it, or they just didn't care, good enough to them, they look like it. So like for half that day, I didn't know, but Jay was just flashing like, yo, backstage. And he was going backstage and watching shit side stage too. And I distinctly remember there was a moment where I get a hold of him and he's backstage and I look over and sure as shit is he back there watching everything happening. And it's like, holy fuck. And I'll tell you, that's one of the fucking great, one of the craziest concerts I was ever at. Um, I mean, it's a great band to see him live is one thing uh, to listen to them is too is great. Uh, they have some great albums. I prefer uh, Homesick. I really do not. I don't know if this is their most popular. I would say it is. I don't know for a fact on that. Um, I know they just dropped a newer album last year, and it wasn't bad. It was kind of um, kind of homesickish. They had they had some great uh, acoustic songs, which I like too. And that's one thing about a day to remember that I really kind of get got into and dug also. That wasn't just just it wasn't just like heavy chugs. It, they actually like, you no, know, if you listen to their lyrics, their songs got some good meanings. One of my favorite songs is Homesick, and he's singing about, you know, he's he's missing home. And Song for the Weekend, you know, Dear Mom and Dad, I played sad songs on the radio, but I feel like it's so alone on this 15-hour drive. You know, shit like that, like, it really kind of hits home. You're like, wow, like, he's not just singing about the fun stuff from tour. He's not singing, like, when you hear songs about on tour and people on uh, in bands doing their dream you know, they love, they, they they show how much they love it because obviously, you know, this is what you want to do. If I was touring full-time podcasting or doing this full-time and I didn't have to worry about another job, yeah, you wouldn't see anything negativity. You, I, I would never tell you guys about, oh my God, it sucked on the back end because guess what? I, I wouldn't want to tell you guys that. I would just, you know, it's all good. It's happy. I'm having fun. I'm not saying that it is bad on the, on podcasting. There is like really no bad side, not like touring on like a band. Like I could I've had friends that have toured and I've heard stories and it's like, it doesn't sound the best. You know, sometimes you're like, you know, you're, you're working day to day just to get by to the next city. It can become tough. And to hear those songs about it kind of at that time in my life when I was wanting to write music more and be in bands. And I'll say like one of the bands that I actually had back in the day, it, my, what I wanted to bring to the band was kind of this a day to remember influence in this band. There was a bunch of different minds and different kind of uh, music influences that we had. We had someone that wanted to do more techno, one metalcore, one that was more, you know, with uh synths. I was kind of the one that was like, Hey, I kind of like the a day to remember um, Silverstein feel. So, you know, we were just kind of writing music and, you know, data remember just had that style that I liked. And they show that that writing music or, um, sorry, they didn't show. They showed that other side to, hey, you're a kid that's uh, wants to be that wants to do something big like us, and we want to tour. But just so you know, you're still like it's it's not everything. Like you still like there's not everything's good. And I really took those out al- those songs and those albums kind of a little bit more to heart. I think when I was back in high school when I heard these, it just it came to me at the right moment. I don't know. I mean, a lot of you know the, the only times I really remember being in high school and listening to music it was like hey it sucks I think kind of was jokingly in it where where it was real big fish with Scott like don't start don't start a band and kind of like the whole like their whole kind of joke to the industry and I get it you know I obviously I'm not stupid it's not always good but it's kind of I don't know it's kind of different and it kind of helps change you and like I said there's another side to their music that I really dig but before we get to that going to take a quick commercial break and I'm going to insert some music from one of my friends of mine. They call me hanging in the back seat oh. with the gang hanging in the back seat Ooh. 
with the gang, yeah. hanging in the back seat. Come on, with the gang, yeah. with the gang, hey. with the gang, hanging in the back seat. With the gang, Woo. hanging in the back seat with network gang, hey. hanging network. in the back seat with the gang, up uh. with the gang, hanging with the gang, up uh. hanging with the gang. You know it ain't no game unless it's PlayStation. We don't play them things. Hey, put any console in front of me, and I will console you on it. G. I promise, I'm the best. Trying to be me is just a test, but you gon' fail it. F. Every single time you run up on it, it's a guess. Cause you never know what I'm coming with. You never know where I'm coming from. You don't know what I dealt with. You don't know what I'm doing, son. I'm the one. Like Neo. And I seen. Like Neo. Hanging in the backseat with the gang. Hanging in the backseat. With the gang, hey. hanging in the backseat. With the gang, hey. with the gang, network gang, Woo. hanging in the backseat. With the gang, hanging in the backseat. With the gang, Woo. hanging in the backseat. With the gang, network gang, hey. baby, network gang. Hey. You know, www.bicbp-radio.com. For all your podcasting needs and necessities, it's your boy C Ham. Yes, sir. AKA, AKA the World Heavyweight Champion of Live Broadcasting. AKA, AKA Abraham DeLacy. AKA the frivolous one. AKA the one they call him Ham. <laughs> and that was the hanging in the back seat with the gang. That was the freestyle that Christian dropped from he and Chris. When we were on our way to go check out the spot for the Western New York PodCon, uh, August 3rd, you know, keep looking back for more info on that. But, you know, if you want to hit up Christian for any work, he does his own podcast himself. He's got a few in the works, but uh, you can currently hear him on the Game Heads United Push Start Podcast. Check out their Instagram at the Push Start Podcast. You can also get his Instagram if you need to hit him up for any work at C Ham Mad Good. He does some awesome graphic designing. He's done some t-shirt designs and graphic layouts for some of our podcasts, specifically the two-point conversation. You know, he did some wicked looking football ones for, for Matt. And then he actually did his own like wicked cool uh video game t-shirts for the Push Star Podcast. Highly advised, check them out. Get at him. Again, his Instagram is at C Ham Mad God. That's C, the letter, just the letter C, ham, mad. Oh, I said C, ham, mad, God. Oh, fuck that. I saw, I meant that was called C, ham, mad, good. C, ham, mad, good. Man, he's just so fucking good. He's like a God, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that was a cheap plug for Christian. It's an awesome dude, good friend of mine, and I'll always continue to support, out, uh, support and help out my local and uh, friends with their music and their work. Uh, I have another song coming for you at the end of the show from another friend, but let's get back into this album. It's the uh, Data Remembers Homesick 2009 on Victory Records. So as I was saying before, there's another side to a Data Remember that it's not just this heavy chug. There's this kind of punkish, but it's also this, I guess how you could say um, 80s bands had power ballads. The This 
post-hardcore bands have acoustic ba- ballads or acoustic songs. You know, like off of every album, you get like one or two acoustic songs and you're just like, oh shit, why do I like that more than some of the other fucking songs? Like I'm coming to you because you're a fucking heavy metal and hardcore. I want to hear some fucking screaming. And there you are singing with an acoustic guitar and a female. That's not what I fucking initially wanted. But now I want it more. You know, shit like that. And Data Remember really dropped one song and it kind of stuck with me all throughout high school, you know, because I'm a sappy motherfucker that loves these little love stories that are some kind sad, sometimes happy. Um, they may never end up good. They may just end in fucking turmoil. But oh, well, that's just what happens sometimes with with songs. And that's, I guess, what I like, as you all can hear. You all know I love that kind of shit. So, you know, um, but there's one song that really has stuck out through, I, I'd say, any of their songs. It's kind of like I made a wax, Larry. What are you made of? Um I can listen to this song over any of their other songs, uh, maybe right up to par with I Made of Wax. And it's at the end of their album. It's called If It Means a Lot to You. And here it is. So that was If It Means A Lot To You by A Day To Remember and I really love this song. I really do and I think, I don't know what I love it more, whether it's a great duet, whether it's a great story in itself, whether it's kind of what I just love about songs and musics at that time. Like now my music taste is really changing and if you actually heard some of the songs I was writing now, they're kind of still a little bit sappy-ish but there's definitely a... It's not like that anymore. I've definitely matured as a writer. So I'm not really writing stuff like that. And I'm not looking for that kind of stuff anymore. I mean, I, I guess I kind of still am writing, but I'm not looking for that. And back in high school, this is kind of, this This is what I ate up. I love this kind of music, this these lyrics, this kind of a meaning and what kind of gets, gets it through. But you know what? I don't, it, it's such a fun song. Because it's one of those ones where if you get the right person to play it with or sing it with, it's just, it's a, it could be beautiful. I've sang it with people before. I've played it with people before. And if you get a good female voice to sing it with, it's it's phenomenal. It's one of those songs that I always want. It's kind of like um, Real Big Fish. Uh, she has a girlfriend now. It's got just a perfect female counterpart throughout it that if I ever had a live band, this is one of those songs I always wanted to play. I always wanted to have, there's a friend or two that I always had in mind. And I'm like, if I ever get a band... I know I got to get them to sing the song with me because this would be great live. This would be fun. I want to play this live. And I really do love this song. I wish I could. I wish I still had a band to kind of play this and that'd be fun to do. Uh, but you know, different time in my life. Anyway, uh, it's what I, I think one of the cool things that really brought me to the song even more that made me really appreciate it too and kind of learn it even deeper is that it's actually one of the songs that I kind of helped help me learn sign language with. Back when I got out of high school, I was still into my hardcore phase, and I went into college, and throughout high school, I didn't take a second language. They didn't tell me, hey, you're going to need this language. They said, well, if you don't want to take a language, go do extra music class, you, classes. You can still get your advanced regents or whatever that thing is. So I'm like, sure, cool. I don't want to take a language. Spanish wasn't coming to me. French sucked. I didn't want that. Latin, why the fuck would I need that back then? Who knows? And... 
I started doing a bunch of my music classes. Well, fast forward a couple of years, I'm in college and they say, hey, you didn't have a language credit. You need one for teaching. Uh, lucky for you, um, you can do it. We could give you, you just need to do like one full year of it. Uh, it kind of sucked, but I was like, all right. I looked at the languages and um, the one that really just kind of got to me was ASL. I was like, I'll learn sign language or I could start to that. It's kind of cool. So I think it was my first year of college and I learned, or his first or second year, I learned ASL. I learned American Sign Language. Uh, I can't really remember a lot of it now, but back then I was getting pretty good with it. And I'll say there's kind of a little joke I always gave was, it's kind of, they always say, um, you want to learn a new language, go submer go uh, immerse yourself in the culture, go listen to their music, go watch their TV shows, go listen, go listen to them. Well, it's kind of hard to listen to ASL. So what I do to do that, because I still want to try and connect it to music, I you know, try to figure my way out around that, go on YouTube and you search up songs in ASL and there's people that will just sign it to the music. So if it's a song you really love and you really already know inside and out, you learn those signs a lot quicker. And this is one of those songs that I remember learning to. I know I remember learning both signs. Or I remember this was actually one of the songs where I think I'd actually initially had heard after trying to start to do this with our songs. I started hearing this song, trying to learn it. And then I went in and I found a person, found a couple of versions that people signed to this. And um, with this one, I remember distinctly is that there was, it was a cutaway where two people were signing back and forth. And they were each signing the respective voices. There was a girl and a guy. And it just kind of, I remember that really sticking heavier and heavier, you know, back, back when I was early in college. And I'll say, you know, as years have gone on, I really don't listen to Data Remember that much anymore. Uh, it's been, not unless I'm going to like a show or something and I want to get kind of in that attitude or that energy. Or just, I mean, I guess if it's just one of those days where I'm just going to listen to it. It's very random. Uh, I haven't fell into that groove in a while. This is one song, uh, if it means a lot to you, this is one that I'll just... I could listen to no matter what. I don't have to be in the mood for it. I could just, if it happens to come on, sweet, I'm singing it. If I'm playing guitar and I'm feeling risky and I feel like I want to kind of fuck it up, I'll throw this one. I'll try to strum to this one. I've never tried to, I haven't tried relearning it in for in forever, but you know, I'll fuck it up and how, and I don't care. I'll just have fun with it. I'll get done playing. I'll belt it out to my lungs and all right, we're done. Like, I'm okay with that. It's fine. It's no problem. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this entire album is a great album. Uh, it's one of my top favorites from high school. When I really think about this one, it's it's one of those albums from back in my day in high school. Just there's parts of my life where you can. When I think of freshman year, I think of Streetland Manifesto. Everything went numb. I think of Keysby Nights. I think of Dookie. And when I think of eleventh grade, twelfth grade, right after college, I think of a day to remember. Homesick and you know what? I really want this one on vinyl. I've seen it there and it just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Uh, this is one where I'll say that I want to. It's just one of those. I haven't had the extra $25 plus shipping to buy it. And I'm okay with it. It's, if I ever saw this in person and saw it somewhere, I probably would easily snag this one if, unless there was like extreme circumstances as to why I couldn't. Um, kind of like when I go out di vinyl diving now, there's only one type of music that I'll pull the trigger and I'll just buy because and it's ska. This probably would be one of those albums that I'd seen. I'd be like, oh, like you're, uh, <laughs> I'm going to feel this one tomorrow. Uh, it's a fun, it's a great album. And if you've never listened to a day to remember, this could definitely be one. Uh, I don't think every song on the album would be for you. If you're not into this kind of post hardcore screamo, however you want to term it, um, heavy rock, not heavy rock. This isn't rock. This is like hardcore. 
extreme heavy, heavy, heavy punk, however you want to call it. Uh, if you're not into the style, I mean, it definitely probably isn't the place for you. There's maybe songs you may like, like the ones, um, I could say, I would say uh, Downfall is all stuff. They a great um, song to get into. I actually got my sister, got one of my sisters into it. And I think I fully would say, do you remember this album is what helped? She loves the song Downfall of Us All. And if it means a lot to you, we were supposed to go see them in concert. And unfortunately, we didn't. Um, but if you like hardcore and punk and uh, heavier music and metalcore, and for whatever reason, if you haven't listened to a day to remember, um, not shame on you, but I would say take a pause right here, go listen to some of their music, come back, and then finish out this episode because I got a little bit more at the end for all of you. But uh, I'd say uh, out of this album, 10 out of 10, I'd say a solid seven and a half, eight, and and that's really like that's just me. I don't like giving everything a 10 because I really do. Like, I love this album. There's certain songs that just, I, I'll skip over, but for the majority of it, this, this is a great album. Uh, when I, if I ever make like a heavy, like a hardcore playlist to kind of get me in the mood to work out or ever, I always throw something off of a day to remember into it. Um, probably a couple of the songs are off of this album in my playlist that I, if I make, so no, nothing bad about this, this is great. Uh, I advise, you know, if you're, I mean, it's Sunday, you're going to listen to this t- tonight. Probably not meant for you right now, but, you know, throughout the week coming up, getting out to do, and you're like, you know, I'm going to go fucking hit a heavy bag, throw this on. May get you worked up enough that, hey, you may like it a lot if you don't if you don't know. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for joining in. That was another episode of Vinyl Divers. Uh, as your host, Anthony Mullen, really appreciate you guys coming back each and every week. Uh, numbers do keep, rise, keep rising, so, hey, that's good for me. Um, I just want to try and make sure, you know, we're going to come back in with you every week, and... Uh, try maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if we can get Jay as a guest or something, or maybe I'll get someone fun or something fun for you guys for next week. Maybe we'll try working at that. Who knows? Maybe it won't turn into anything. But I'll say, uh, get me on some social media. Get my uh, get the BICBP network on social media at BICBP network. You can get them on Facebook, the BICBP dash radio network. Um, go check us out, BICBP dash radio dot com. Look for the BICBP presents the first Western New York podcon event it's august 3rd ten dollars we got a bunch of podcasters there we're gonna be getting some vendors and it's gonna be a fun day and it's just gonna be a great event to help out local podcasters who are really trying to do the grind and trying to really make something of themselves and if you, if you want to help support local there's a way we can do it um i'm all done for tonight and i'm actually gonna leave a track from my fr- good friend jay's to uh to kill it off and if you like his work check out his instagram at Actually, check out his Instagram and Twitter at J. Allen J. Raps. It's the letter J. Allen J. The letter Raps. A-P-S. See you guys next week.